I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon here live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And my partner, James Salinas. No, he's not along via Denver, Colorado. He came on down and he's in studio again. For the Pro Football Blitz this entire weekend. So, James, great to have you on board here. And, of course, you were uh, on board here at Circa last night with our man Jeff Benson, the operations manager here for Circa Sports. Uh, Derek Stevens, we're hoping to have him join us here shortly. But, James, you came into town, and they were handing out big checks to everybody. Unfortunately, one was not yours, but uh, a big party with all the contest winners here, the Circa Millions and everybody that placed inside the top 50. And then you've also got the Circa Survival. Winners. It was uh, a check party here, handing out a lot of money over the weekend at Circa, Jeff. Yeah, yesterday night uh, we had a phenomenal event uh, over at the D, uh, obviously led by our CEO and owner, Derek Stevens, and then Mike Palm uh, was the MC. So uh, it was really nice to have all the Circa Million uh, contestants and the Circa Survivor winners uh, in town uh, who are starting uh, their payouts today. Uh, but we're really excited for what we think is going to be a phenomenal weekend and, uh, you know, looking forward to obviously next year as well. Jeff, have you had any sleep? Look at <laughs> we know as contest players, the grind of the season and, and uh, second-guessing yourself, staying up late nights all the time if you even sleep at all. But for somebody like you who has to put this on from a week-to-week basis, and you guys do a phenomenal job with customer service, so hats off to you, my friend, for all the work that you and your team does here. But the duration of the season, too, all the work that you guys put in, hey, congrats to you guys as well for putting out an enormous, entertainingly fun contest. Thank you. Yeah, for us, it kind of flips the switch. You know, it's, for us, it's a little bit easier during, you know, football season. Uh, obviously, for us, uh, you know, when the contest ends, uh, we got to kind of shift into gear, you know, make sure we have all the payouts ready uh, for, obviously, the quarterly winners, uh, booby prize uh, in both the quarter and the last place, uh, and then, obviously, top 50 in the Circa Million. Uh, and then, obviously, as well, we had the five survivor winners uh, who at least uh, got $1.2 million, uh, and then three of them uh, got the $333,000 uh, bonus as well, splitting that million dollars, having uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the last week of the season. So certainly an exciting time here at Circa. Uh, obviously over our shoulder, we got uh, the world's largest three-story sports book, uh, and we got uh, you know some fans uh, who are taking their winnings and certainly rooting on some of their playoff teams. 
Well, you know, Derbify and Hannibal Barca down the stretch. What a race that was. And we were talking about it here on the Pro Football Blitz for many weeks leading up where these guys really had a stranglehold on the top 10. Hannibal Barca was in first place for a long time. Going into the final week, he had first and third, and then Derbify had a stranglehold on second and fourth, and it came on, came down all the way down to the wire. Derbify et- ends up edging him in a tiebreaker for the $1 million prize, so in a very exciting finish there. And then James and I talked about it as well as far as the Circa Survivor, and I imagine you echo these sentiments, Jeff. Um, I thought it was great that you had those five remaining circus survivors going into the final week, and I thought it was great that they all won. How many times in your life do you have an opportunity to cash out for, you know, 1.2, a million dollars, 1.5, whatever it is? And I was happy to see that all these guys didn't have to go home uh, with a sorry face and, and have that slip out of their hands. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, really kind of akin to poker, the World Series of Poker, kind of that November 9 feeling. You kind of had that same, you know, similar vibe here with the final five. You know, obviously uh, they all continued and won uh, the past two weeks. Uh, and obviously having everybody down here, you know, making hedge bets, uh, you know, being part of the VEASAN sweat cast uh, and being in Derek's box uh, and really being a part of, you know, history. Uh, it, it, was, it was certainly cool, obviously, you know, uh, last evening, uh, you know, to be able to hand out, uh, you know, seven uh, or excuse me, six uh, seven figure checks uh, and kind of get the party started. Jeff, you mentioned the hedge bets. I'm kind of curious, not only with the survivor, but also with the millions. A lot of people can, you can hedge some big plays. It's such a big payout, not just for first. We know that million dollars to first, but you've got a number of six-figure plays that come out depending on where you're, you end up in the final standings. What were some of the bigger hedge bets that you guys were able to take here? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, when you look at Survivor, uh, obviously there was kind of two competing theories there. You know, when you look at a guy like Billy Chippis uh, and Ryan Coffey, you know, they were kind of the anti-hedgers. You know, they actually asked us to put up the Chiefs minus 20 and a half, and they really kind of wanted to double down on their position. You know, for them, they said it was bad juju. They didn't really want to bet against themselves. So that was kind of one component. Um, Obviously, the other component, you know, as you mentioned, you know, this is life-changing money for a lot of people. So, you know, we definitely had uh, quite a few people come in you know, make smaller six-figure bets um, on the opposition um, or, or opposing team uh, for what they picked uh, in Circa Survivor. And then also, conversely, uh, you know, once they've moved on, you know, they were able to make, you know, some two- and three-team parlays on their opponent's picks um, to guarantee uh, money, uh, you know, additional money. And they would also hope to lose those parlays because the equity on losing, you know, one or two or three of those legs in the parlay uh, would meant that they would, you know, increase their equity uh, that much more in Circa Survivor. But, you know, when you look at uh, Circa Million, you look at kind of the strategy and the theory uh, that Derbify took, he didn't really have to hedge with his actual cash. Um, because he was so high up there, he took the uh, strategy, which Hannibal Barca didn't, that he was going to make five opposite picks of what he did. Uh, whereas Hannibal Barca uh, picked the same five entries uh, on his two uh, top entries uh, in the top 10, uh, similar to what he had done all year. So I think kind of when you look at it, a little bit uh, different strategies uh, for the individuals uh, and just kind of interesting to see how it all plays out. I think the strategy is really fascinating. And we talk about, you know, early on in the contest, how are you going to approach it? And then there's game theory. Are you trying to fade the consensus? But when you get down to the nitty gritty, in both of the millions and the survivor, all of the options are really fascinating, you know. And, and and then you guys put up the games where you could also bet on a tie, you know, if that was to happen, because a tie would knock you out of Circus Survivor. Those were the rules uh, this year, and I imagine those will be the rules again next year. Jeff, let's look at some of the games on Wild Card Weekend, and Sunday kicks off with the Philadelphia Eagles visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This has pretty much been eight and a half in the market all week long, but Circa did drop down to eight, a flat eight right now with a total of 46 and a half. So looks like you guys are starting to get a trickle of Eagles money. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of the interesting uh, angle in that game, uh, obviously when you look at the side, uh, Adam Schefter came out this morning, uh, Leonard Fournette will not be activated. Uh, It also looks like Ronald Jones is doubtful. 
Uh, so uh, believe it or not, it's going to be a lot of Le'Veon Bell and Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, but you would imagine that, uh, you know, Tom Brady will be throwing the ball, you know, quite a bit uh, to Evans, Gronk, and, and the uh, other receivers on that team. But when you actually dig a little bit deeper, you know, I think the bigger move in the game has been the total. Um, there was a sharp group earlier in the week that released under 49. Uh, we got whacked at 48 and 47. Uh, we tried to beat the market uh, and, and get to 46 before anyone else got there. Conversely, we were able to take a, a, an over bet before settling in at 46 and a half uh, earlier in the week. But I, I think kind of the talking point in that game is going to be the windstorm that they, they expect in Tampa. Uh, obviously, when you're looking at the weather report, shows winds in the high teens, low 20s with gusts up into the 30s. Uh, and I think, you know, when you talk about that side coming down to eight, I think with the weather and a little bit more variance, um, I, I think that, you know, favors the dog in terms of, you know, the market moving that way a little bit. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how Brady and the Buccaneers uh, attack, obviously, with the, you know, the wind being a factor. Jeff, I got to ask you about the game that everybody is looking forward to and talking about San Francisco going into Dallas. That'll be on Sunday. It's been a three-point game for the most part. We did see some tick up, but Brady and I were just talking about this the last segment. If, you, if you're looking for San Francisco and it moves to three and a half, better bet it quickly and be on top of it because it's probably going to move back down to three. I'm curious to you, where, what is your action? What has your handle been on that game? Do you anticipate going to three and a half, and where do you anticipate closing? Yeah, I would say, you know, probably at some point tomorrow we'll see some, you know, public cowboy money. Uh, I think early in the week it's been a lot of sharp money on the 49ers. Um, you know, obviously, when you look at this game, you know, the health of Jimmy Garoppolo, the ability for him to throw the ball and actually grip it with his thumb is going to be kind of big in terms of, you know, how this game ends up playing out. In terms of the future market, we took some uh, Cowboy uh, futures at 14 to 1 early this week. But then, like I said, you know, we had some sharp play on the plus three uh, for the 49ers. So anything uh, but Cowboys 1 to 2 would be a good result for us. And obviously, you know, with this game being, you know, a, a basically a three-point field goal game. I think you're going to see really good two-way on both sides. What about the Chiefs and the Steelers? That will be the Sunday night game at Arrowhead Stadium and the biggest spread of the weekend with the Chiefs as 12.5-point home favorites, and it really hasn't budged all week. It seems like the wise guys are kind of waiting for a 13 or better to pop and then maybe jump in on the dog. Are you seeing maybe the least amount of activity on this one so far? Absolutely. You know, it's one of the largest spreads in a wild card weekend that we've seen in a long time, possibly ever. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a rematch of a game that was played a couple weeks ago as well. So I think from a betting perspective, like you said, we haven't seen a ton of interest on it yet. You know, we'll probably have some parlays and teasers roll into it, uh, given it's late uh, there on Sunday evening. Uh, but it should be interesting to kind of see what the market wants to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, they activated Juju Smith-Schuster off IR. Um, and then it looks like Tyreek Hill is going to be healthy as well for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, like I said, not a ton of action uh, so far. Uh, but I would anticipate, you know, come Sunday evening, uh, that we're going to see some public play on the Chiefs. Jeff, just about 30 seconds left here. You guys are the low man in the market on the Monday nighter. Everybody pretty much at Rams minus four. You're at three and a half. Is that a sharp move right there on the underdog? Yeah, and I would say, you know, between these two teams, there's definitely a lot of familiarity being that they're in the same division. I think when you see those kind of matchups here in the first round, like I said, it's not as popular if you're going to see two teams in the same conference playing that haven't played each other. All right, very good. That is Jeff Benson, the operations manager here at Circus Sports. Come on down when you visit the property and say hi to Jeff. As James, you mentioned, one of the best in the business for customer service. We appreciate you joining us here, Jeff, and enjoy the rest of your wild card weekend. Thanks, gentlemen, for having me on. All right, this is the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. We'll be back more with more in just a moment. Stick around. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Welcome back indeed to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And uh, thank you again, Jeffrey Benson, for stopping by as he does always this week or this weekend at this time to go over the Circa contests with us. Now, uh, Circa contests have come and gone. And unfortunately, you and I, Mr. Salinas, uh, and, and I'll tell you what, I know you had a number of entries I had one entry in the Circa Millions. You and I had talked about this throughout the season. Uh, You had one entry where things had gone south, and you kind of pivoted and went towards trying to win the booby prize, trying to come in dead last. That happened to me as well. I don't think I've revealed this on the show until now, uh, but it was in week four, early on in the season. I was plugging along okay, kind of going three and two, that type of thing, and then all of a sudden in week four, I went 0-5. And I said, you know what? I got to make the switch now. I ended up hitting 60% for the season, and I finished inside the top 40 for that booby prize. I mean, I came, what, 39 basically spots away mm-hmm. from cashing the 100000 So, I mean, I, I walk away empty-handed, but I had a pretty good season and made a decent run at cashing that very last place. Well, and the fact that, that Circa, does, there's so many different options to be able to to, to win money to keep you engaged for the so duration cool. of the season. Because right? otherwise I would have been. Yeah, know. otherwise you, you just can't you know, forget about it. You're I'm chasing done. your tape. Yeah, you start, uh, what, who's playing college basketball tonight? <laughs> You're staying focused on on the NFL season. I, I think for for a contest like this, because of the quarterly prizes, the booby prizes, and all the different things that are there, it does keep you engaged as and, and kind of keeps, in a sense, you know the integrity of the, of the contest to keep. You want to have you get four thousand. Yeah, everybody's people. still competing. Exactly right. Yeah, because it's a contest, right? So you are competing, right? You're competing against yourself. And yeah, once we put the picks in and the balls kick, there's nothing else we can do. But yeah, we talk about the we were talking about Benson and the the hedging strategies that go into it. There's a lot of different game theory that goes into contests from week to week, whether you're playing the quarterlies, quarterlies or not. I know for me, it was the third quarter. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was the third quarter where I made a really good run going into it was. Uh, I think it was, it was the it was a four week, four week quarterly prize and had an opportunity. I think I was sitting at was I sitting at 
12, I was sitting at 12 and three, but I knew I had to make some moves. I couldn't just go and say, well, let me just do my top five and hope to hit 17 and, thir- 17 and three because it was going to end up being, I think somebody was 18 and two that took it down. But I had to come up with some different creative ways to make some plays, whether it was contrarian plays or just trying to stay off the grid, staying away from the consensus plays, not necessarily going against those, uh, but finding finding those ones way down the board that nobody was selecting because, yeah, if I hit those, not too many people are taking that side, and so that would be a boost to where your record is. But it's a lot of fun, and I think the other piece too. We've been on the real, we've been on the winning side with a lot. How fun that was. I also remember from the, especially the first year when I made the big cash was at the end of the season. Yeah, coming out in the check presentation. Those are all great. But the wild card weekend was upon us. I don't even remember what those games were and even paying attention until actually <laughs> Saturday morning when the games were starting to kick. I got completely away from the NFL for a week because, yeah, you have to just give yourself a, a breather and pause. So congratulations to everybody that cashed. It's a great season. It's a lot of fun. And then you come out here and make some money. I see a lot of people out here behind us in Circa enjoying themselves. Yeah, and a credit to Derek Stevens and the whole Circa Sports staff for you talk about everybody being engaged throughout the season with the quarterly prizes and the booby prize. And what it's done is it's obviously forced the hand of the folks that run the Westgate Super Contest. Now they have quarterly prizes and they have six-week prizes. And so all of these contests in town, uh, competition breeds you know better situations for us players, right? And it's fantastic. Uh, we actually, uh, I came up one game short in week 18 or the final three week mini contest in the Westgate super contest. I came up uh, one game short of cashing out on that one. We ended up uh, going 12 and three and 13 and two got the cash in that one. What about Circus Survivor, James? I know you went in with the full allotment of half a dozen entries this season. Unfortunately, uh, came up short and did not make it to the final week with the other five entries that cashed out. But uh, you're going to go for it again, and will you maybe kind of change the way you approach things this season? I think it's too lucrative not to go into it for me, although I have to change my way of thinking. When I look at a game, the first thing I'm looking at is the number, and I'm looking at what is that dog number. And can this dog... And that's why I don't play Survivor. Mm -hmm. I'm so locked in and can this dog stay close? Can this dog win? And I think if you're playing Survivor, you kind of have to think about favorites. Yeah, right. And that's usually what you're looking at. Who are the biggest favorites on the board and which ones are going to be the biggest consensus play when it comes to those double-digit favorites? Mm -hmm. And usually those, for me, we're talking about contests. I don't even look at those. I'm not looking at at a team laying 12 and a half and even putting much energy into it unless I like the dog side. And so it's it's a complete different thought process that I have to apply when I'm looking at Survivor. And yeah, you're just looking at them just to win, so obviously not having the point spread come into play. But when the when immediately I'm just so wired and conditioned myself for so many years that I look at the dog side first. It's a completely different train of thought that I have to continue to put into practice to play Survivor because most times you're looking for that favorite, in particular that big favorite, just to win. And I'm kind of with you. I've never wanted to, you know, shell out $1,000 for a contest that really doesn't suit my style. But I think it's so lucrative. Yeah. Anytime you can turn a thousand into a million, I think you have to uh, get in and try and get it done. So I might join you there for Circus Survivor next season. We will see uh, a great contest season indeed. And uh, come next August, we'll be fired up talking about it again with our hopes as high as ever, seeing if we can win a blue jacket or another Westgate Super Contest ring. Uh, you were talking about the uh, prop bet that you made on Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought you said 252 and a half mm-hmm. yards. Not quite sure the number that you got just exactly there but I want to look uh, at some of the more player or some more of the player props in that 49ers Cowboys contest and Garoppolo showing the number here under or over 250 and a half passing yards what about Prescott his number's pretty high 281 and a half yards now you know I, I think just perception here is you're probably going to get in general people betting against Jimmy Garoppolo and probably betting on Dak Prescott meaning to go over that number right. would you want to do, do you have an opinion over or under on Prescott's uh, passing yard total well I, we talk about San Francisco and the weakness of that defense is in that secondary yeah. and they've had a lot of injuries all season long so it's just been a mash unit to try to even figure out who's back there and then you know in the secondary you got to have communication communication is key and a team like 
like Dallas, who runs so many different formations, they'll go, they'll run trip. I mean, you'll have three and four wide. They'll go empty a lot of times too, with Paul, especially when Pollard's in there, and they'll rotate him out of the backfield as well. And I think. From that standpoint, with the Dallas passing attack, that's where there's opportunity to be made for Dak in the passing game down the field. But how much opportunity is he going to have with the football? I think this is a game of keep away for San Francisco. Not so much because they don't trust their defense. Yeah, our best offense is going to be to keep our defense off the field. But I think more so just the way that San Francisco's offense is set up. They want to run the football. We know that's going to run the clock. Right. You're not going and having. What was ba- that against the Rams? They had about an 11 play drive. I right. mean, they're going to try for a lot more of those, I imagine. Right. And that's going to grind the clock down. And thinking about, well, okay, if Dak has what, what, whatever time of possession looks like, and if it's in favor of San Francisco because they're running their offense the way that they want to and being able to dominate time of possession, grinding down that clock, it's just less plays for Prescott to be able to get engaged and throw the football and take advantage of some of the, the, the mismatches that might be there in this makeshift secondary. But also, Dallas is going to need to try to put some pressure on that San Francisco defense just to have some balance to run the football. It can't just be all Prescott. You're going to have to drop back 35, 40 times and throw this football. I think that's a recipe for a loss for Dallas. They're going to have to find that running game. And I know Ezekiel Elliott has been banged up with his knee, and Pollard didn't play last week. He's been in and out of the lineup quite a bit uh, recently with a variety of leg injuries for Pollard. But... If they are having to run the football, I just don't know if there's going to be as many opportunities for Dak Prescott to have big plays down the field, big chunk yardage down the field, because I think the strength of that 49ers team, too, on the defensive side is getting after the passer. I think Dak's going to need to get the football out of his hands quickly, which doesn't lend a big numbers like that. I'm looking at 282, 283 and a half for Prescott. I'd probably be inclined to play, play that under. I think one element of this game that I haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about, and this game's been talked about maybe more than any of the games for this wild card weekend, is the improvement by that San Francisco defense. We always knew they had a great front seven. They are really peaking right now. Nick Bosa is just a man out there along that defensive front. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw back in action. Ezekiel Elliott over, or not, not Ezekiel Elliott, Elijah Mitchell over 82 and a half rushing yards. That seems like an over to me. That's a big number, but he's going to get plenty of touches to try to get there. He's going to have opportunity, that's for sure. We come back and dive into the rest of the slate here as we roll on on the Pro Football Blitz. We'll be right back at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, total, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, scouring the wild card weekend in the National Football League. And we have made our way to the Sunday night affair, the 9-7-1 Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the 12-5 Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will do so dressed up as a very big underdog. And it's hard to believe this team is even in the postseason, but one way or another, it seems, James, Mike Tomlin just finds a way. I made this number 7.5 in favor of the Chiefs, and it opened up 12.5. And, and I think some of that is related to what we just saw a few weeks ago where the Chiefs manhandled the Steelers 36-10, to and the game wasn't even that close. Now, when I look into my stats, it turns out some very interesting numbers. Chiefs minus 1.5 and, and Chiefs minus 3.5. Now, right now, the consensus in the market is Chiefs minus 12 and a half with a total of 46 and a half. Where do you sit with this one? <laughs> You're talking about the Steelers, Brady, and how did they get to this point? Think about everything that had to happen in the final <laughs> week of the season. Number one, they had to go and win. They had to win on the road at Baltimore. That was one piece there. But then they needed, they needed the Colts to lose. 
and be upset right. down in Jacksonville. Right. And, right. As what were they, uh, 12 or 14 point? 14 uh, point they favorites. Were 50, they were like 15 and a half at one point. And I think yeah. it closed at 14. 14 right. So, the money came yeah, in on Jacksonville, so, including so, mine. So two plus touchdown favorite there, dropping and losing outright against the worst team in the NFL. Right. right? In my mind, it is that they can compete Close there with enough. Houston. Exactly. And then not to have a tie hang out there with the Chargers. Yeah. And, 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 I, think that, and I think the Raiders were ready to tie him yeah yep so so from just thinking about everything that had to go on all the swings just from them not only winning but then going and scoreboard watching and see where they were and the fact that they're here now and I think Big Ben feeling like well was that the last game I was going to play in Baltimore as it you know that was going to be my final game really not expecting probably that they were going to be in this position but hey here you are another team with house money nobody expected them to be here in the playoffs and Thinking about the matchup, yeah, if you think back about that game a few weeks back where they clearly were dominated by the Kansas City Chiefs, and Kansas City's been very good, especially at home on the defensive side, in particular the second half of this season. They've made some adjustments at the safety position as well as moving Chris Jones on the inside, and I think being able to to have him really dominate up in the, the interior, getting a good push up front, has really helped that secondary in a case for Kansas City because that's in my mind that's the weakness of that team for that Kansas City defense is that secondary but is that something Big Ben can exploit is that something that they can get on top of to be able to make plays we've just seen it's really been erratic all season long for the Pittsburgh Steelers offensively in the passing game but that's a big number Brady sitting at 12 and a half and I'm so tempted to take it and I'm not I'm not even going to think about what that game looked like a few weeks back in Kansas City I just feel like with Big Ben his last game of the season here, at, well, let's just say it, of the playoffs, could this be his last playoff game? I'm not advocating that Pittsburgh is going to go and pull this big upset. I mean, they're plus $5 here to win this game outright on the money line. You were talking earlier about, well, the you know, the pick the winner because the point spread doesn't yeah. matter. I think yeah, in this case here, in yeah, this I, think the, I think the point spread applies here. I'm not looking money line picking the winner here. I'm leaning towards the Steelers here because I think of the defensive side. They will be able to, I think they'll be able to get some pressure on Mahomes. Uh, and then how healthy, I know Kelsey went out of that game at the end of the Bronco game last week in Mile High. He got banged up. He was a full practice and participant this week, but also Tyreek Hill hurt himself, hurt his foot in pregame warmups in Denver and kind of limped his way through that contest. How healthy is he? He he was a full practice for the majority of, this, uh, of the week for Kansas City, but... I'm not going to lay it with Kansas City. I'm not laying almost two touchdowns there with the Chiefs. But can I get there with Pittsburgh? Can you get there with Pittsburgh taking that 12 and a half? Well, you know, I did not put it up as one of my best bets, but I do have a teaser leg on the Steelers up to plus 19. And obviously you're not going through a lot of key numbers there. You're going through 13 and 14 and maybe 16, you know, 17, somewhat key. But uh, I, I just don't feel that, the Steelers are going to be dominated again like they were just a few weeks ago. And I just think that's way too many points. If I had to bet this game, I would take the 12 and a half and I would probably wait because I think you'll see 13, even 13 and a half. Now, neither of these teams, either of them rush the ball very well and they don't defend the run very well either. Pittsburgh is dead last in the league against the run. Kansas City ranks 21st in the NFL against the run. The last three games, James, Big Ben has had a net yards per pass attempt of 3.7 yards, 2.2, and 5.2 yards. Now, if the Steelers are going to make this competitive, they're going to have to do it with defense. They are seventh in third down defensive conversions, going up against a team that is number one in the league on third down conversions on offense. Pittsburgh is fifth on defense in the red zone, facing a uh, Chiefs team that is 14th on offense in the red zone. And finally, Pittsburgh is the best team in the league at sacking the quarterback. So here's your formula. You know the offense and what Big Ben has been doing lately has not been impressive on offense. So sack the quarterback, get off the field on third down, hold the Chiefs to field goals in the red zone, and you cover the 12.5 if not win the game. Although that, I feel like that maybe that stat as far as the sack total for Pittsburgh could be a little misleading. They had nine in that game, the yeah. last home game, and Big Ben's last home game as a Pittsburgh Steeler against Cleveland. 
Baker Mayfield and no help from coach up front going empty every single time, even though that right tackle or that rookie right tackle was absolutely getting dominated by Watt. Well, uh, another third string right tackle in this game for Kansas City. Right, exactly. So what are we going to see out of Kansas City? Well, we know Reed is going to protect his quarterback as opposed to the opposite that we did not see from Kevin Stefanski doing anything to really help his quarterback, Baker Mayfield. In this case here, yeah, you're going to have to you're keeping a back end. You're going to keep tight end. Is Kelsey going to be there to chip and then release out into out into his route? Yeah, I, I feel like there, there's and there's a lot of professional competitive pride, some veteran leadership on that Pittsburgh Steeler team. We saw it earlier this week in the press conference with Big Ben saying, you know, hey, we've got nothing to lose. We're going to go out and and we're playing without the money in a sense, right? We can read no between one's the lines. No one's giving them a chance, right, right? So let's go out and throw the football and have some fun and see where it lies. And I think from that standpoint, you're going to say that maybe some of it is to take some of the pressure. It's a young team for the most part. There are some veterans on both sides of the football. We know that for the Steelers and a veteran coaching staff there with Mike Tomlin running the show. But as a very young team, and I think particularly at the wide receiver position as well as the offensive line, that's probably my biggest cause for concern if I want to take the Steelers going on the road in Arrowhead. It's late night, Sunday night. We know that crowd's going to be a factor, and a factor being the communication up front. You're going to see a lot of different defensive fronts. We know Spags, defensive coordinator Spagnuolo, is going to show a lot of different pressure fronts. That offensive line, very makeshift, a lot of injuries, a very young offensive line is going to have to be able to communicate and call out different protections. Now, Ben will help with some of that to help them figure out, you know, who's coming where, but they're still going to have to do that in real time. That's probably my biggest concern because I think you're not, you're going to have to use hand signals, and this team hasn't, this offensive line really hasn't gelled all season long because it is young and it has had a lot lot of injuries that's my concern are we going to see some false starts are we going to see some delay of games or early burn burn some timeouts early in this game because they just can't get it figured out up front does that put them in a hole so i'm probably yeah i'm leaning towards pittsburgh but i'm thinking more so for me to get involved with this game it's probably going to be getting in on the end game action just because i want to see how does this young offensive line go into arrowhead now in the playoffs gonna be crowds gonna be a factor how do they match up and perform and how do they adjust as the season as the game progresses all right how about this one if you can't get to one of the sides for the entire game how about kansas city for just the first half the pittsburgh steelers are the worst team in the league as far as points scored in the first quarter at just 2.2 points per game in the opening frame. The Chiefs are the very best, conversely, in the first quarter, scoring 7.6 points per game in the first frame. Now, Pittsburgh has covered the first half line in their last two games, but before that, they failed to do so in seven straight. For the season, they are just 6-11 and against the spread in the first half. You want any part of that? Well, you talk about first half. I'm looking at that number. It's sitting roughly at seven and a half. Little juice towards the Steelers here. What about the first quarter, Brady? The first quarter, you're talking about they can't, Pittsburgh can't get out of their own way. At the, the, that total city or that number sitting at three and a half. I don't know. Maybe I just that hook. That hook's probably yeah. the one that bothers me. Sitting at seven and, and a half. everybody probably knows about this stat right. too. So maybe I would take them first half rather than uh, the Chiefs. Maybe I would take Chiefs first half rather than first quarter. It could be and sitting at three and a half with the Chiefs because you know they, they've cooked that they've cooked that number right. into that and anticipating that uh, maybe the first half. No, I think I'm just going to play in-game. I think I'm just not set on this game, especially with Pittsburgh's offensive line. You know, we usually think about Big Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin, both very successful as underdogs in primetime games. How about this? Roethlisberger, 1-6 straight up, 2-5 against the spread in his seven career starts as an underdog of seven or more points. We'll come back with more. Another game to break down before we get out of here on the Pro Football Blitz at v I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN has a great new offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. It's our all new Big Game Big Dance special, providing VSIN Plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th. And it's only for $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. I tell you what, it's a big deal that James Salinas is in studio for this edition of the Pro Football Blitz as we scour wild card weekend in the National Football League. And we have reached the point in the program where we go over some of our best bets for the week. And James, I will start with your Eagles in the first half bet. The Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we discussed this game a little earlier in the program. And I thought you made a really good case for why you're not necessarily going to mess with the entire 60 minutes, but you kind of like the dog in the first half. Well, thinking about the Brady on that side of the football for Tampa Bay, throwing the football. And if they, if I'm just not wanting to get in front of Tam, uh, Tom Brady for a full 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. But I'll do it for 30 because I think for the Tampa Bay defense, a lot of injuries trying to get back from it. Levante David will be active for this game. He's been on IR for the last few weeks, but it's been with a foot injury, a foot sprain. And I think coming back, is he fully healthy? How fast is he going to be from sideline to sideline? Because he's going to be a key factor in this matchup against Philadelphia. We know Philadelphia is going to want to run the football. That's what they've done in the second half. They've done a tremendous job of it, and it's led to the record that they have and why they're in the playoffs at this point. And I think it's a pretty loose Philadelphia Eagles bunch. They don't have anything to lose here. They're playing with house money. Show up. Nobody expected us to be there. So at the five and a half for the first half with the Eagles, I think because of Tampa, the fact that they've had so many injuries, both sides of the football, guys starting to come back, a number of key injuries in the backfield in particular. Ronald Jones won't be playing on Sunday. Neither will Leonard Fournette. But I think it's going to take this team some time, whether certain players are getting back. I think it's just going to take them some time to get their feet back under them, not only playing at a, a the play at a, a speed of the NFL, but also now kick it up another gear or two, having to play at match the speed of playoff football in the NFL. So here, I think five and a half could be a little feeling out process, kind of a heavyweight, take a couple punches, take a couple rounds, see where we go from here. I'll take the five and a half for the first half in favor of the Eagles. Well, it's kind of an interesting number, too, because the spread on the game is eight or eight and a half so the fact that it's a little more than you know than a split in the middle there you would think it would be maybe four or four and a half but up to five and a half 
getting an extra point there in my mind looks pretty good. And not that there's a huge difference between four and a half and five and a half. We know four and four and a half is a pretty key number, but you're kind of just getting an extra little bonus there with the five and a half. I kind of like that one. Now I've gone the other way a little bit here. I've gone for the entire game and did tease the Buccaneers down to minus two and a half. In some spots you can tease it down to minus two now. Um, but this is really the only traditional Stanford Wong teaser leg that you can make of the entire wild card weekend. And uh, I had to take it. And I think the tough part is finding something to pair it with. But are you with me? I know you like Eagles, obviously, plus five and a half for the first half. You okay with me taking Tampa Bay down to two and a half for the game? Yeah, I can't see Philadelphia being able to come out and win this football game outright here. Now you're talking about win, win the game by a field goal, you're good for, for Tampa Bay's side. Yeah, I mean, it's Tom Brady. And I know with Jalen Hurts on the other side, uh, young quarterback, big position here. Yeah, playing with house money in that first half. But if this game gets tight and we know that Philadelphia can't get after the quarterback, Tom Brady rarely gets touched. So I think he's going to have plenty of time back there as the game goes on to find, even though he's got a lot of new receivers and a lot of banged up players that are not on the field for him, I think they'll be able to find a way. I definitely like Tampa Bay to be able to win this football game by a three. Yeah, it's interesting with the weather that we're expecting, high winds anywhere from 15 to maybe 25 miles an hour, a wet, soggy field. But the weakness for the Philadelphia defense is defending the pass and getting after the getting after the quarterback. And that's really a strength of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, Brady slinging it to his tight ends, another weakness for that Philadelphia defense and the ability of that offensive line to keep Tom Brady uh, upright and not getting sacked. They are number one in the league at doing that um, but again with this weather you just wonder how much Tampa Bay is going to be able to take advantage of that mismatch that they have there their passing game their pass protection against that weak pass defense and pass rush for the Philadelphia Eagles but I feel like over time Brady's going to be able to figure out a way and maybe that kind of goes into me playing the entire game whereas you're looking at the first half. Let's take another look at one of my other bets here and I have a teaser leg with the Arizona Cardinals tease up to plus 10 and a half along with the New England Patriots at plus 10 and a half. Uh, of course the Patriots will be taking on the Buffalo Bills here momentarily uh, that spread in the neighborhood of five in favor of the Buffalo Bills and then the Cardinals on Monday night I have that one teased to 10 and a half and that's pretty much readily available still I did actually go the extra half point here and make this a six and a half point teaser because I wanted to get on the other side of 10 well and both of the it's interesting you talk about that teaser with the Patriots and the Cardinals here divisional games third yep. time that yep. these teams have played each other so they're very familiar with each other not only through this season but throughout their you know year in and year out Thinking about where the Cardinals are, they're much better off on the road than they are at home. Have not performed well at home. They're going to be going on the road to Los Angeles and some key injuries to that secondary for Los Angeles. You're missing both safeties. Both starting safeties for the L.A. Rams are not playing in this contest. I think both these games are going to be pretty tight, in particular that Cardinals side. So you're getting plus the 10, getting through that 10. I really like that side. Isn't that wild? I, I, I was kind of shocked that the Rams signed Eric Weddle. I think it just speaks to how desperate they are right now because yeah. they're both starting safeties are down, so they are so thin at the safety position. And I think that really that really hurt them last week when both of them went down. Their starting safeties went down in that game against San Francisco. All of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo started to look like a, a playoff caliber super a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. Well, it helps when you're down to your third stringers in the in the back end of the defense. Well, speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, you're going to kind of fade him in a sense, not necessarily fading the 49ers, but you're going against Jimmy Garoppolo with another one of your best bets. You've got him under 252 and a half passing yards in their game with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Brady, I just think this number's too high. This is not the offense that we're... He doesn't even often throw for that many yards. Well, and Shanahan... Rarely does he get over 250. Yeah, and this is not what Shanahan wants to do. It's not going to be, well, Jimmy, we're going to rely on you to throw it 35, 40 times a game, and you're going to have big passing numbers. It's going to be rush the football. That's the strength of that team. Elijah Mitchell back there pounding the football with that offensive line, and Trent Williams will be back at left tackle. He's a... I mean, that's a man right there. 
Yes, that's a bit right there. That's going to be it's going to be such an intriguing matchup for me watching the offensive line for San Francisco, the power run game that they want to have when it comes to their blocking schemes. And I know it's a lot of cutbacks and a lot of zone read from the from Elijah Mitchell. He's terrific at it against that really athletic front from the Dallas Cowboys. But that's where the game's going to be won and lost. It's not going to be won and lost with Jimmy Garoppolo trying to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game, getting big chunk yardage. I just thought 252 and a half. Is he going to have the opportunities, enough opportunities to try to make and be able to cover a big number like that to get over 252 and a half? I just don't think that's going to be, that's not going to, that's not within the game. Kyle Shanahan wants him to be over too, right? Absolutely not. The only way that happens is if it's, they're behind and they're down two touchdowns in the second half and they have to dump the run game to throw it. Although think about that last week, they were down 17 to three at halftime to the LA Rams. Didn't abandon the run. They went back, and they know who they are. Even though they were down two touchdowns in that game, they came out and smashed the football again in that second half, got themselves back into the game. And again, I think those safeties going out for the L.A. Rams were really key for Garoppolo's success throwing the football in that second half. But here, I just don't think he's going to have enough opportunities, enough attempts to make big plays down the field. So I'm betting that. That's why I took the under 252.5. You know, James, you have talked about it on this program. You've had a great deal of success in betting player props this season, and I think it was the last couple of weeks you really nailed it went about five and one or something like that Uh, I believe it was week 18 Uh, you were kind of picking on some quarterbacks and betting on a few things here and there as far as the player props and really knocked it out of the park we talked about this in our breakdown of the 49ers Cowboys game a little bit earlier Elijah Mitchell 82 and a half rushing yards under or over that and again I mean we we looked at that yeah you had a, a number of carries prop on over 17 and a half carries the rushing attempts for Elijah Mitchell when they played the Los Angeles Rams in week 18. That one hit. I I would think this one, you're just expecting the same formula out of the 49ers, and if they're going to have success, Elijah Mitchell has to have over 82 and a half yards. 82 and a half yards, and right now his rush attempts have creeped up, and now it's 19 and a half attempts. Does he get 20 carries? Yeah, that gets a little dicey because you think about Debo Samuel and how he's – Yes, he's a receiver, but man, he's so explosive in the run game back there. He's oh, taking, yeah. he's starting to take more and more carries away. Not that they're going to go away from Mitchell because they love Debo, but Debo has become such a such an impact player rushing the football. I think I'll probably stay off the, that that prop this week. Yeah, that attempts is getting a little high, but I could still. I mean, he breaks off a lot of 10, 15 yard runs. He, he could does. still get to the yardage total. We will see more to come as we continue to break down the wild card weekend here on the Pro Football Blitz. Stick with us. It's Vsin. The Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 